This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. I'm Scott Bayhaw. I'm the lead pastor here at Southridge Church. And this week, I'm sitting in the interviewer seat um, because our Next Steps in Discipleship Pastor Cheryl Ross was our speaker this past weekend. So we're going to be diving a little bit more into her message from Mark chapter 10 about Jesus blessing the children. And uh, it was a pretty fitting passage given the fact that we tried something. I think we've done it in the past, but this this one felt a little different um, with having kids of all ages in the room. Mm -hmm. It was a little hectic. Um, There was a lot going on. (laughs) I heard some... Uh, interesting takes from folks <laughs> on whether or not they could even pay attention to what was going on. <laughs> um, but we did it. I think it's important whether you feel like you got a little or a lot out of it mm-hmm. to see intergenerational worship every once in a while mm-hmm. is a important part. So um, we, we went with Jesus Bless the Children, and, and the story is about these parents that are trying to get their kids to Jesus, but the disciples try to keep them away um, so let's start first. Why were these parents trying to get their kids to Jesus? What What is the significance of that? Um, they wanted Jesus to bless them. And it doesn't really say like much about what the blessing might be or um, really what they wanted or how old the kids were or anything like that. But I think the main significance is that they knew that Jesus was someone um someone important, somebody that spoke on behalf of God, they they at least knew that much because of the yeah. teachings that he did, the miracles that he did, the healing that he did. Um, and I, I believe that they just knew, like, in that moment, I need to get my kids to Jesus um, just to at least have an interaction with him, to get, you know, to get him in the presence of Jesus, this amazing teacher, this man who is performing all these amazing miracles and yeah. things. And, um, and they just, they just wanted and knew that that was important in that moment while they had that opportunity, um, I think to take advantage of it in, in that way. Yeah. I mean, the Jewish people, even to this day, Mm -hmm. still, um, highly value the, the role of someone blessing Mm -hmm. another person in this way. Like, even if you go back to like in our cultural context, if you go back to a story like Jacob and Esau in the old Testament, Mm -hmm. And, and Jacob steals Esau's blessing, yeah. which is just his father saying some nice stuff about him. Mm-hmm. Like, in our culture, we would go, like, that's that's silly. That's yeah. not even a big deal. How do you, <laughs> like, that guy's not God. Like, whatever he says doesn't necessarily right. mean it's going to come true. But that was, like, a huge deal yeah. for those people because they did see these people that were, you know, kind of like these huge figures in their faith. Mm-hmm. A lot of the blessings that they 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 said were were really actually things that came to fruition. So mm-hmm. that, uh, that's a pretty important part of the Jewish culture. And so perhaps these parents thought that's what you yeah. know. If Jesus could pronounce something over their child, then that could change mm-hmm. their their fortunes. The the second part of the story though is that the disciples didn't want the kids to get close to Jesus and scolded the uh, the, the parents. parents for for bringing them. Why why do you think it is that the disciples had this sort of reaction to that Mm -hmm. well i mean we just saw so i mean the the story right above this that you see is like he's teaching about 
marriage and divorce, right? Like, and and I think that we all know, and a lot of people probably feel this within the church whenever there are kids in our service normally, when they're like, oh, I can't believe people would bring these kids in here. Like, it's so disruptive. It's so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes people's attention away. It could distract the speaker. All these things, like, people still think this way today. And I think the disciples at that moment thought, like, you are interrupting what Jesus wanting to do. Like, they felt this need of, of kind of safeguarding that mm-hmm. space for Jesus to be able to speak and teach. And, and even in this culture, like, I mean, women and kids were not valued as highly as, yeah. as others. And so in this moment, when these parents are bringing these kids to Jesus, interrupting whatever work or whatever teaching he's about to do, I mean, we don't know how many people were there. We don't know how many kids were brought forth, but I mean, I could only imagine if like on a Sunday we said, hey, we're going to bring all the kids in a line one by one on a, any given Sunday, we have like around 80 kids yeah. and how long that could take and how disruptive, like that would just interrupt what normally happens. And so I think it's, it's a combination of trying to safeguard Jesus's time and his, what he's trying to do while not also understanding that they do have value. Yeah. And like I find it interesting cuz like Jesus becomes angry but like if we look back in chapter 9, Jesus had brought forward a child and had even told them that like when they were talking about who's the most important in the kingdom, Jesus said in that moment he brought forth a kid and said yeah. like hey he said basically the same thing to them in chapter 9 about how, you know, those who um, want to be great, you know, will not. It'll be the least among you that are great. And he said that, that um, he said, let me find it in chapter 9, verse um, 35. Like he says, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else, right? And then he says, he brings up this child into his arms and he says, anyone who welcomes a child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me, not only welcomes me, but welcomes the Father who sent me. And so, like, in that moment, you know, the disciple, it's like they've just forgotten what Jesus yeah. has told them previously about, you need to welcome these children. Yeah. And. Yeah, the disciples are, are always such good. Um, I don't know. They make me feel good because how in the world they went from chapter 9 to chapter 10 and already messed that up. Yeah. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um to me that he literally just made that point. Then they're like, Mm -hmm. no, he doesn't have to. And and again, those cultural contexts Mm -hmm. of understanding how, how low of a value children were in that Mm -hmm. society. It's wild, especially given the society that we live in now. Yeah. Where like it's totally flipped, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in in a lot of ways, I I should say it's flipped in some ways. We still have some work to do, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the low value of children and just, I don't know. The disciples trying to to keep people away from Jesus is such an interesting like <laughs> thought to me. Yeah. Um, all right. So then Jesus follows all of that up though, and he rebukes the disciples. Mm-hmm. Says, "Let them come to me. The kingdom of God belongs to these children." What is it about the example that a kid sets that makes them the right type of example for the people that inherit the kingdom? Yeah. Well, children by nature, you know, are a lot more humble. They're a lot more. Um, easy, like whenever we teach a child, whether it's any kind of subject in school or about scripture 
or telling them stories, I mean, they're, I don't want to say gullible, um, but like they just take mm -hmm. what is told to them at face value as truth. Like they don't question it. They don't think about it in a different way. Like they're just yeah. like, okay, because they understand that like these people who are above them, who are older than them, know more than them. And yeah. they rely on that to, to be taught from them, to be told what's right, what's wrong, um, how to do certain things. Like they have this natural humility within themselves to know that not only that, but that like they have to rely on adults mm -hmm. for certain things. And it's that aspect of knowing that like we have to rely on God for certain things and yeah. we need to place our reliance truly on him and trust in him in the way that kids would trust um, parents to take care of them yeah. and to do these things. Yeah, kids being totally dependable mm -hmm. or dependent. dependent on someone else, I think, is one of the things that Jesus is drawing at. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that he draws at with this is that the kids have an innate need to be led yes. as well. Whereas once you get to an adult, like, you know, mm -hmm. well, even not even an adult, shoot, you start getting into your teenage years, you start, yeah. then you start questioning all this stuff that yeah. you grew up in church with. You start, yeah. I don't know, is this really the right way to do? Is this really the best thing to do? Is mm -hmm. this really what I want to do? And so, like, kids have this, like, dependency mm -hmm. upon someone else and this need to be led as well as mm -hmm. this. And all of that comes from that humility that you just talked about. Mm -hmm. That I think that's why it's so hard. I think that's why most people that, that receive salvation receive it before they're 18. Because once you're an adult, it's so hard to like wrap your mind around wrap your mind around the gospel, but also to submit your life yes. to somebody else and mm -hmm. go, Oh yeah, no, I, that's okay. I'm gonna do things your way. Mm -hmm. That's not that's that's one of the things I think that keeps so many people at arm's length with with having a true salvation experience is that that I think most of them like the stuff Jesus has to offer. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to forgive me of my sins? Oh, there's this, you know, experience that you want to talk about called heaven. Oh, I like all this stuff about Jesus. But then it's like, yeah, he he does have all that to offer you, but, like, he's also in charge. And they go, ah, shoot, I don't yeah. really like that, right? Like, I've, I've used this quote a bunch I, I heard in seminary that 16 times in the New Testament, Jesus is called Savior, 16. Mm -hmm. That's not even one per, once per book. Yeah. Over 400 times he's, the, the word curios is used, which is Lord. So if you want to know the, the message that the New Testament is saying about Jesus is that he's in charge. Mm -hmm. Yes, he saves you, but he saves you yeah. because he's in charge. And if you want to be saved, he has to be in charge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you have to be a kid yeah. um, is that innate humility that you talked about. Yeah. So uh, we did. We if you haven't gone and listened to this sermon, I would really highly suggest you go. It was very interactive. We used um, some people from the crowd. We used some different kids. We just had some parents bring their mm -hmm. kids to to uh, Jared, who was playing Jesus, and <laughs> um, it was fun. It was interactive. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you go back and check that out. But thank you so much for joining us here on the Extra Point podcast. Uh, we look forward to hopefully you joining us every single week of the year. Every Wednesday this thing comes out. Go ahead and like, share, rate, review. Do whatever you can to get this in front of more people. Mm -hmm. uh, we hope that you have an awesome new year. Do not forget, if you're listening to this, to be checking out our journey through Luke, our spiritual mm -hmm. growth uh, journey where we're challenging you to come to church for the first eight weeks of the year without missing, as well as doing the online devotional with us that we've already put together. You can do that at src.life, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube. Instagram, I think it's going out everywhere. 
You'll be able to find it. You're going to want to follow along. It's going to be a great way to jump start your spiritual growth journey this year. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.